the Richard Allen case or Delphi murders case was one that kind of got us going, so to speak. You know, when we started talking about true crime up until that point, we were not really into true crime. It was kind of something that we were talking about, talk, uh, talking about, you know, I was aware of the Delphi murders, but I hadn't really gone into it. I didn't know the, the nuances, the, the theories, the thoughts, the rumors, any of those things. And we got into the Delphi case once Richard Allen was arrested. Now, you have some close ties to Delphi. Do you mind explaining you know, where you're from and, and how you know the area? Sure. Yeah. So I was born in Lafayette, which is right next to Delphi. It's 12 miles south. And I grew up in Carroll County my, my whole life, you know, from the time I was a, a baby all the way until I was in my 30s. I was around Carroll County or Tippecanoe County as I got into an adult. But I know all the backwoods of Delphi. Uh, you know, my first girlfriend ever was from Delphi. So I spent a lot of time there in high school. Uh, I was there all the time. I know all the streets. My grandparents, my adoptive grandparents lived there. So I spent a lot of time there as well. And it's it's a place that I I have a lot of friends. There's a lot of family members around the area. My uncle owns a bar. He's my great uncle. He owns a bar in town. And that just so happens to be the bar that Richard Allen was hanging out at where his photograph was taken behind or the sketch was behind him. That was my oh, uncle. Wow. Um, so I know a lot of people that know him. I, I've met him uh, by chance, just going into the store, didn't, but never recognized and never thought anything of it. Uh, I have a child with one of the family members of Becky Patty. Uh, oh, okay. a distant relationship. I'm not blood related to them. But I still I call I call them family. Right. Uh, so that's kind of my my thing. So you you were were you there in 2017 when the incident occurred? Yeah, actually, I was living in South Carolina just prior to that. And then I came back to visit family members at that time. And I was in Lafayette that day that the crime happened. I actually had went to Delphi and, you know, the next day. I got word that there was two girls that had been murdered on my way. I went back to Delphi the next day and that I saw that they were holding a press conference. And so I walked up there and listened to the very first thing that they had to say on the case. And that's kind of what drew my interest in it. Hmm. You know, what was the, um, do you, do you remember like, what was, I guess maybe the rumors that were going on day one, you know, was there any talk of this being um, some kind of sacrificial thing early on? Not at first that I heard anything about. Now, I didn't know anything about that until I kind of got into covering it. And I started covering mm -hmm. it on Facebook instead of YouTube with just a phone. You know, I didn't have any equipment or anything like that. It was just kind of I got curious. I was in Facebook groups talking about it. And I thought, you know, I'm curious. I want to talk to that guy, too. And so I would say probably within a month, uh, probably after the Ron Logan thing happened and he went to jail and he was going to court, I got into looking at other interviews of individuals on the news that night that they went missing. And I found Eric Williams and he mm -hmm. made a statement on there and I reached out to him. And then he started telling me about ritualistic stuff that he had found. And I dismissed it as my, uh -huh. I don't believe anything like that would happen out there. So I just kind of shunned it off as not being anything valuable, but it turns out it may be. Yeah, man, that's, um, 
that was one of the things that surprised me. I'll be honest with you. When I heard the uh, the first the, I first heard about it was uh, when that 136 page memorandum or court document was dropped by the defense team, and I had heard. Well, let me let me rephrase. And actually, had heard it on um, Delphi After Dark. Rick Snay. He had mentioned something about an F rune and uh, Nordic symbols, but he wasn't very specific and he thought they were carved into the tree. So his information wasn't very accurate, but I thought it was odd. I mean, when I first heard, it, I thought that sounds weird. And then all of a sudden this comes out and I'm like, well, <laughs> hold on a little bit. So you, you're from the area. This, this incident occurs. You start looking around. Um, there wasn't any, I guess, rumors spreading around about, you know, the bodies and how they appeared. Uh, I, I, wasn't it found or discovered by a um, by search team? It wasn't found by the police, right? Correct. Team? It was an or, part of members of an organized search team. Um, one of Abby's relatives. Mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to think. Dave uh, Erskine. So I guess one of her uncles found her and he had screenshots that immediately came out that he had texted with somebody and it described what he said he saw at the crime scene. And it was very odd. Um, he described wounds. He described ligature that they were bound at some point that it looked like Libby was the target, not Abby. Um, and that they were covered with sticks and leaves. He said, now all those things right there themed credible but then again it also didn't seem credible as well because i saw them at the viewing and it didn't seem like it was as gruesome as he described it but i mm. i i reached out to uh someone that works um at a funeral home that actually mm -hmm. does you know makeup and things like that on on bodies after they've they've died or been murdered. And I asked them, I said, if, if I show you some pictures of some wounds, could you tell me what you would do to cover that up or if it's even possible? And they did, they showed me, they said, look, we can do this a lot with rubber and latex and stuff. You'd never yeah. even know that anybody was hurt. Yeah. Uh, they, they put putty, they put the uh, fake, you know, plates of metal in there. They stitch yeah. them back up. They yeah. paint them, they paint the hair. They do a lot of stuff to the bodies. Yeah. Well, it can be presentable, you know what I mean? Because if you actually see a person after an injury, they'd be purple and blue. Right. And, you you know, it's, it's not a pretty sight. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, when when this first happened, who were you, who did you think? Was there somebody that you had your eyes on? I, I feel like Richard Allen was a bit of a surprise for everybody. You know, I know that there were some folks that were on the Ronald Logan train. There were some folks that, um, you know, I think even thought that the family members may have been involved at some point. You know, it's kind of the same thing. We cover the Idaho case when when something goes long enough, there's not an answer. They start looking at, at the family and start overanalyzing what they have in front of, you know, what you do have. And so who who, who did you think had something to do with it? Right off the get, I I never suspected Logan. He was not on my radar at all. I went to all his court hearings and was filming him and trying to ask him questions, wrote him letters, never suspected Logan. I didn't really have anybody on the radar at first until we had a notable person of interest, Daniel Nations, that came about. And me and my friend Michael wrote him a letter and we were in correspondence with him 
all the way up until he got out of jail and still had correspondence with him. So he actually seemed like a very credible person. He disappeared the day the sketch went missing. He looked a lot like the sketch. He was a registered offender, um, you know, for attacking women and children on hiking trails and stuff. So it was like, okay, this guy fits the bill here. He's between, uh, what did they say at first? 31 and 65 is what they said at first. He fit that profile. He was 31. Seemed like a guy who could commit it. He was caught in Colorado threatening people. with that. And what we heard was that they were hurt pretty bad with in the neck with some sort of sharp object. I've always heard that from the beginning. So I thought, well, maybe a hatchet. That seems credible. That's this guy. Mm-hmm. But it, I mean, he was a person of interest for me. And then Mark Redwine was a person of interest, but I quickly got off of Mark Redwine after I talked to his sister who lived in Lafayette. So what made you think that Daniel Nations wasn't the guy? Well, I couldn't place him in Delphi. You know, everything that I've done in in this, if there's a person of interest, the first thing that I do is, is try to debunk myself on anything and everything. You know, how could I, how could I put him in Delphi? Could I put him in a town near Delphi? Sure. Could I put him in Delphi? No. I couldn't find a tie at all. Hmm. After talking to his wife, him, looking at Facebook, uh, other social media outlets that he was on, couldn't find anything that led him to that specific area. And I know that the person that was responsible for the murders would have had to been intimately familiar with the area to even know that bridge was there. Yeah, that, that was one of the things I, I think that was coming out quite a bit. Um, prior to the incident, had, had you ever been to that, um, the Mohan High Bridge, that trail? Never even heard that trail existed. See, that highway that goes through there wasn't put in, and I think until 2016. So all the time that I was growing up there, you know, into my, you know, twenties, uh, then it wasn't, it wasn't uh, really accessible unless you walked through the woods, I guess, out that direction. But I had no reason to go out that direction because there was nobody I knew on that side of town. So the trail mm-hmm. that Freedom Bridge area has made it more of a attraction because now you notice it's there yeah well that makes sense um uh anthony if you can why would ellie say that in 2019 old bg was no longer a a person of interest and should be considered secondary but then say clerical error i'm not sure what it's referencing do you know what i know exactly what it's referencing so uh, they came out in 2019 and we had two sketches in this case. You guys are aware of that, right? Mm-hmm. The two sketches. Okay. So the sketch that we, it was, it was re- released first. Okay. They, this is so confusing to everybody. So try to follow along here. They released this sketch five months into the investigation. It was a guy with a goatee and a hat. Now, mm-hmm. two years later, they released a, another sketch of without a hat. And it looked kind of like a young kid. They said he's 18 to 40, lives around Delphi and so forth. Well, it was two different ones. And so people question that. How did we go from this to this? And they're like, they they said a lot of different things. First, they said, this one will be considered secondary. We want you to focus on this. Then they came out in a media article and said, well, we want you to forget this one. This, this one, it's not a different take on the same person. The person in the first sketch has been identified and is no longer a person of interest in the case. We want you to focus on this one now. And then they came back and said, well, it could be this one, this one, or a combination of both. And so it really confused everybody because it's like, no, kind of what you're telling me is it could be anybody from Anthony Greeno to Big Blue. Okay. Okay. You know what I mean? Anybody. And 
they really confused everybody for that. Because when you actually think about it, if we go back and look, I think Richard Allen looks more like that first sketch. Right. Um, I can see it. You know, at the end of the day, I mean, the sketches aren't aren't photographs, right? It's not supposed to be an identical picture. And, you know, you're going off of memory and, uh, you know, somebody's memory. And a lot of the times when somebody sees something that they weren't expecting to remember, right? Like, you know, somebody in passing, um, they'll they'll forget a lot of things, which is why, like, in the uh, Richard Allen uh, probable cause affidavit, it mentions that three juveniles were walking um, out of the uh, the trail and, and two of the juveniles described the same suspect or same person as. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. One wearing blue, one person described that person wearing blue, and another person described that person wearing black. So, you know, those things, witness testimony can be kind of kind of not the greatest. And so, um, do you know when those two sketches were drawn? Yeah. Were they both drawn at the same time? No, actually, the the sketch that the second sketch, the one that looks like the younger guy without the goatee, was drawn three days after the murders. The other sketch was drawn about five months after the murders. And one was drawn by the FBI. It's the one with the goatee, and the other one was drawn by the state police. Mm. You know, usually when they they do different sketches, it's probably most of the time it's gonna be like the same one, but without facial hair, just in case they would. You know, shave their, their face, right? But this yeah, one's a whole different. It's a whole different person, like you said. It could be uh, uh, that, a, bigger, a bigger guy or a shorter guy because they, they change so much in appearances. Yeah, they're going from Bobby Hill to Bill from you know, King of the Hill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it, they don't look the same. They really don't. They don't look like they're the same age. They look like that. Maybe they could be father and son. Even at that, that's a stretch. Um, well, that's my purse. Well, that makes you think, is, that, is this another person? You know what I mean? Is this a different person that was seen? Are these two right. different people that were there, but but we're getting a, a, you know what I mean? Are people just confused and we're getting two different descriptions because they did see different people and thought they saw the same? You know what yeah. I mean? That's my, I mean, that's the only, I mean, but you're right. The people do give really bad takes on people sometimes. So if I guess if they thought, well, nobody's recognizing this guy, let's go with this one and see what happens. I wonder if we look up sketches of this uh, of the same person from two different people. If I mean, if there's how how different those two sketches could be. You know what? That's a really interesting idea. So I was actually thinking about trying to get a hold of a sketch artist and trying to give them a description of someone I know, right? And seeing mm-hmm. how accurate that they could do it. You know, because that's someone I know. I see them all the time. So I know exactly what they look like, see how well I could describe it and see how well they could put it together. Yeah. You know, just to see how accurate yeah. that they could be and then go to someone else and try it again and see if they 
Yeah, I, I mean, mean it's, it's it's harder, right, when you see someone that you're not looking for to to describe, right? Like yeah, especially yeah. with these uh, witnesses that saw, that saw the person that on the on the on the trail. I mean, they weren't they weren't really paying attention. So, like for them to describe someone to a T, and for someone to sketch it out would be a whole different story than actually someone that actually knows the person that was on that trail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. A good experiment would probably be to have somebody walking on the trail and on a trail. It doesn't have to be a specific trail. Uh, you can have two people walking on the trail and then um, have somebody walking on that trail that you want them to identify. Don't tell them who that person is. You know, preferably get somebody they've never seen before. And then, you know, just tell them, like, hey, just make sure that whoever it is that you want them to remember kind of stand out maybe wear a bright shirt bright orange shirt yeah and just be like hey do you guys remember seeing the guy in the bright orange shirt uh here's a sketch artist and separately and see how how close they get to the real person and how different those two sketches look and i can probably say with about 95 percent accuracy that those two sketches would probably look very different you know that would be an interesting social experiment to do right there yeah. That yeah. would be real good. I think that that would benefit a lot of people and get people's understanding. You could even have that individual talk to the person for a minute, yeah. you know, so because so, then you can say not even give them a clue on the own shirt. You could just say, hey, you remember that girl you talked to yesterday at the store? Yeah. Yeah. Can Tell me what she looked like. What was she wearing? You know, and just kind of see and tell them what was going on and say, we're, we're now we're going to see if you can remember that person because this was all a setup for this reason. You know, yeah. and see what they can really remember if they think hard, because all these witnesses, like the ones in Delphi, didn't even have a reason to think about what they saw until the next day. Yeah. Uh, 24 hours, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and like I said, I, I, with when it comes to witness testimony, it, it can be a little bit iffy. But when it comes to um, Allen, the witness testimony is strengthened by... The fact that, and what I'm talking about is him putting himself on the on the trail at 1.30 and three or four juveniles putting him on the trail around the same time due to a time-stamped photograph that they took on a bench um, in, um, on the trail there. So that, to me, tells me that that is Richard Allen on the, uh, on the trail at 1.30, and he puts himself wearing the clothes that the bridge guy's wearing, and... You know, I, I, I strongly believe that he was the bridge guy. Now, is he alone? I, I don't know. I don't know. I think that Elvis Fields makes some interesting comments. Uh, you said you know or knew or at least seen in passing Richard Allen. Had you ever seen Elvis Fields before? No, I don't recognize Elvis at all. I've never even heard that name. Um, not at all. Now, I do know an individual with the last name Fields in mm -hmm. Delta. I don't know if they're related. I guess I can mm -hmm. reach out and ask. Um, yeah. It would be interesting to find out because I never really thought about that until you just asked me that. Uh, that would be interesting to find out if they are related. Yeah. You know, yeah. So, no, I don't know Elvis. What about the other individuals that were named in um, Richard Allen's defense team's uh, 136, 136-page court filing? Patrick Westfall, Holder, any of those guys ring a bell? Yeah. So I, I, I've heard of Patrick Westfall. Uh, I don't think that I've ever crossed paths with him at any point. Uh, I have seen Brad Holder. 
uh, after the crime just because I recognized him at that point. But I, at that up to that point, I didn't know any of these people. But I did hear of Patrick Westfall prior to the murders. Um, I've just mm. heard his name around town, you know, people talking about him. Uh, but I, I'd never heard of Brad Holder um, until the murders. People started accusing him almost right away. And so really? I became quickly familiar with who he was and saw him uh, a couple times in town, tried to ask a question, but I, it was just given the finger and said, fuck you, dude, you know, and I'm like, OK, man, sorry. <laughs> All right. I don't want to ask no more questions, man. And that was as far as it got. I reached out to him on TikTok a couple years later. He never responded back. Hmm. So, you know, but I wasn't trying to scrutinize the guy. I was just trying to, you know, hey, you tell your side of the story. You know? Right. Why would they, why, why do you come up as a person of interest in your opinion? Well, because his, his son, his son was dating the daughter, or, uh, Abby. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is right away. People were, the rumors were that she was pregnant and he, he had made a comment on Facebook that he wasn't going to, his son wasn't going to pay child support and stuff like that. And they, there was this rumor that he had done it and to like eliminate that possibility from happening and that she was the, the baby was taken out of her oh, wow. and st- that's these are the crazy rumors and i'm just like oh, are you guys kidding me man i mean this is wild or crazy nothing like that would ever happen and you know then it comes down to they open up this odinism stuff and i'm like well i don't know maybe but yeah, I there, there would be evidence of that the, they would have released that it would have been wildfire if there was any evidence of uh, you know a forced abortion or yeah, a C-section or, or cut out. You know, that. you, you had, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, I thought you were done. No, go ahead. <clears throat> you had mentioned earlier that um, you had heard Patrick Westfall's name. Uh, I'm sure it's all good things, but in what light was his name being brought up about? Drugs. Oh, okay. <laughs> Drugs. Drug scene. Um, yeah. So you know, like. Uh, just random user. people that you, yeah, he's a user or uh, a hookup, I guess. I mean, either that or someone that occasionally is a hookup. Um, I've never met him, so I don't know, but I have met people that met him. And I've just, as they talk about him, I know that mm. that's associated with him. That's what they're going over there for or whatever they, whenever they meet up with him. It's always something drug related. So there was never any talk of like meeting in the woods to do anything. I've never it's... heard anything like that. Nope, never. Never heard anything like that. Did you, did you ever hear of any of that before this case going on in that area? No, not in that area. But I did find something interesting that I didn't kind of put two and two together until after all this stuff came out. And then I started rethinking my life pretty much because I'm like, whoa. man!" So my friend, Michael Cat, he was a YouTuber. He passed away uh, a couple of years ago. Um, so we were my, he was my YouTube partner. You know, we did the show together and we like to go out and walk around and look for arrowheads and stuff like that. Just on the east side of Carroll County where Carroll and Howard County meet, which is Kokomo, Delphi, you know, you got Flora and then Burlington. Well, out there, there's a town called Young America. And this is a town where Keegan Klein or somebody had apparently um, stalked a girl with a ski mask on and stuff like that. When all yeah. the Keegan Klein stuff was going on. Okay. Well, that's the area. Well, we were out walking in the fields and we got twisted up in the cornfield. It started to get dark. We got twisted up and couldn't get figure our way back to where we came from. So we just walked the line straight out 
and uh, we came out by this church. And when we came out by the church, it looked like they were having some sort of ceremony outside. They were all dressed in white robes, um, but not like clan robes, but they were just like white robes. You could see their faces and stuff. There was nothing different, but they were all around this like fire thing. It looked almost like a crematory thing, but it was just like Mm -hmm. they had something on it. But it was just a church service is what we thought. Now, we were walking up there to go ask someone if they could let us use a cell phone or if someone could give us a ride back because we got lost. Um, and we were immediately approached by two people and they were like, what are you doing here? It's like, well, we got a lot. Well, you shouldn't be here. I didn't get to finish my sentence. You shouldn't be here. OK, well, we're leaving. Leave right now. Do you have an ID on you? And I'm like, are you a cop? And no, you shouldn't be here. OK, go ahead and leave right now. And I was like, well, you know, and any time I tried to turn around to go the other way, it was no. And there was two hmm. there's two guys right there. It was like, no, we're going this way. You know, like you guys have to leave right now. This is a private ceremony. Never thought anything of it other than, gosh, they're kicking us off the church grounds. Really? Now I'm starting to think, yeah. what was really going on out there, man? Like, what was going on out there? Is this related to Odinism? I don't know. Couldn't That's crazy. It's a wild I'll, one. I'll tell you that when Big Blue got baptized, there was a lot of men in white robes, too. So it could have been that as well. It would take more than one priest to hold this kind of muscle. You know? <laughs> <laughs> There's like five. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Mitchell Cuellar comes in uh, with a $5 super chat. Was the older man sketch done before the Bridge Guy video was released or after? Do, do you know when that, that happened? Uh, all of them were after, right? Um, yeah, they were all after. Every single one of them was after. Got you. Yep. And um, they were released. Oh, yeah. They were released after, but they were taken before the release, right? Yep. Got you. So, <clears throat> so they didn't know about the video when they did the drawing or the sketch. The first, the one on the left. The one on the left didn't know about the video, but the one on the right did. Or maybe they did. Maybe they did. You know what? Because they had that video right away. They had that video right away. You know, so I would say that they probably had that video because they put a picture out of him on, I think, the 15th. And they said Uh this was drawn three days after the murder. So if the murder was on the 13th, it would have been the 16th. So, yeah. So maybe they released the bridge guy photo first. So they already had the video. Yes, they did have the video first. Now, on these two sketches... Uh, what part were the persons who ident- or who were given the information for these sketches? Where did they see these individuals? So one lady said that she saw him or first it was the three girls or four girls, but there's three that were mentioned. One was too young. Mm-hmm. Um, they saw him on the trail near a bench. He was walking into the trail. They were walking out. The other person said that she saw him standing on the first platform of the Monon High Bridge after she walked down there and saw him and then walked back, she passed Abby and Libby. They were on their way towards him. Mm-hmm. And then the next person that says they saw him or saw his vehicle was a man named Terry Wilson, who was driving on county Ro- or the highway down and said he saw a vehicle parked. But he described it as a purple PT cruiser or no, small no, SUV. What I'm asking is which witness is responsible for which sketch? Oh, I you know what? I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. I would assume that this is the way I, I don't know. It depends on how old Blair is because I don't know. I don't know mm-hmm. which witness is responsible for which sketch, but I would assume this. This is something I've thought about. 
if you're young, you would describe someone if, if you're a, a teenager, you would describe someone in your in their 20s or 30s as older. If you're mm-hmm. in your 60s and you see someone in your 30s, you're going to describe them as younger. And so it's a possibility that the girl, the young girls describe the older guy and the older and the older lady, Betsy Blair, described the younger guy. I don't know, but I, I couldn't be sure. Gotcha. Um, go ahead, Ima. What's it called? Um, speaking of the video itself, I know they just gave us a snippet of the of the video, and I know there's supposedly there's more to it. Uh, I believe there's like 40, 45 seconds left on the video that we don't know about. Do you know any uh, uh, information about that? or rumors that that the video holds yeah i know i can probably tell you exactly what i think the video holds uh so we've seen in 2018 i released a reenactment that i did at the crime scene where i dressed an individual up like the bridge guy and had him walk across and had girls there and and kind of portrayed what i thought happened based on the evidence that we were given at the time and it was just where they were found where he said down the hill uh and the picture of him and the picture of them on the bridge. So I'm like, "Mm, we can figure this out. So what the the probable cause affidavit says is that Libby is at the end of the bridge. Abby's still on the bridge. Uh, The video is 43 seconds long. And towards the end of the video, they said, uh, Abby is approached by the man who's walking behind her. Libby snaps her video camera on. He approaches. You hear the sound of a gun being cycled. One of the girls mentions a gun. He pulls out a gun, says, guys, down the hill. They then proceed going down the hill, and the video stops. So I did a test. How long does it take for him to be where he was standing in that video to get to where they're actually standing at the hill? And we did it multiple times with multiple people. And it took an average of 13 seconds from him to get to the spot where his video was taken to them. So I calculated it. 13 seconds plus an additional five seconds to make them start going down the hill before the video stops. So we're at what? 17 seconds or so. We'll round it to 20. Now we have 23 more seconds on that video. Well, if the video ends as they start going down the hill, that means the rest of the video is before we see him on the bridge, further back on the bridge coming towards them from way further back. Hmm. That's my guess. I mean, that it just seems plausible. That makes sense. That makes well, sense. If he was just walking on the bridge, though, what do you think made him suspicious enough to videotape? This is why I think that because when so the lady walked up and saw him, okay, and she walks away, they walk towards him and then they took a photo on the bridge and then they took a photo of Abby. Well, he's not seen in any one of those. So he didn't walk across the bridge. So he stayed right there and they passed him at some point. So there may have been some communication there. May. We don't know. Uh, could have been communication between him and them because they had to pass each other somewhere right there at the head of the bridge, Abby and Libby and the bridge guy. Mm-hmm. Now, when they get across the bridge, most likely he's probably still standing there watching that Betsy Blair lady leave to make sure that she's out of sight. And it almost seems perfect timing based on the, the walking time and how long it takes to get back to her car. That as soon as she got out of sight, he probably rushed across that bridge. And when you're walking across that bridge pretty fast, that would be show signs of suspicion because nobody just runs it rushes across that bridge like that, especially straight towards two people. Yeah. I had a question. Mm-hmm. Um, where they found the bodies in the bridge, um, and when they had to go down the hill, does that land on the side of the river they were found on, or did they have to cross? They had the to bottom? cross. 
they had to cross the river. Yep. They had to cross the river. Um, so what it is, is they had to uh, go towards the end of the bridge. Okay. Then they went down a hill across a private driveway, down another hill, then through about 80 yards through grass, the Creek. And then they were found on the other side, about 50 foot in. Man, it was all that stepping near the water. They didn't find no footprint, footprints or blueprints of the culprit. You know, I wondered that too. But the, you got to think there was also like two hundred people out there searching, walking around. Yeah. You know, I mean, just who knows where they were? Would you be able to see from whether the bodies were? Would you able? Would you be able to see from the bridge where the bodies were from there? Yes. So it's a high point. Yes, you can. Um, I could see how you could not see them. Uh, mm-hmm. if, if you weren't expecting someone to be there still like that, or especially covered up or anything, I could see how you couldn't see them, but yes, you could see them in a distance. Hmm. hmm. So you, real quick, run this by me. This is the bridge. You, you think that the, so Libby and Abby were on this bridge or let's rewind it. Richard Allen was on this bridge first. And you think he left the bridge area going back towards where the trail is, or did he left the bridge going towards where you can't go anywhere? I think he stayed at the head of the bridge over there. When he, over when here? he first, um, wait, wait, were you asking your question? I got confused. Do you think when he, did he go back towards the trail or did yes. he go towards where they ended up going? No, I think that he went back towards the beginning of the trail because he was seen just right there on the first platform. It's not very far. Uh, and by the time she took the first photograph on the, the bridge, she takes it of the direction that they're going, and he's not seen in that. And he really didn't have enough time to rush. Why would he rush across it at that point, you know? So he wouldn't, I don't think that he would have just rushed across the bridge to the other side only to come back to go back again. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I think that he stayed on that side where he originally came from, where they just came from, not where they're going. All right, let me, um, I'm going to, I want to measure this real quick. What's it called? Um, it when, when it comes down to the video itself, do you know, um, all, from what I know is that it was just a video. I'm not sure if it was through Snapchat or just a regular video camera from the phone. Do you know if it's, it's either one of those? It's a video camera from the phone is from what I've understood. I don't know if it's from Snapchat. I don't think that was Snapchat. I don't think she would have had time to post it or like a a live of it. I'm not sure. Yeah, because I was going to say like if it was Snapchat, you have to like actually save the video because then it will just disappear. right? Exactly. Hmm. And it, it just makes me wonder. It's like bridge guy saw them. And I'm sure he saw um, them with the cell phone. And you, you would think he would take those after the crime was committed, right? Well, if he took it, he probably was under the assumption that they would be able to track that. You know, if you carried around a cell phone from the victim, they would find you real quick. Yeah. I'm just surprised it. it wasn't destroyed. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Same here, or at least taking it and throwing it somewhere else, busted up. You know, mm-hmm. chances are he may not have realized. You know, because I see him. I mean, he could have seen them taking. I'm sure he saw him taking pictures. I don't think that he realized he was on the video. That's what it was. Who cares? They have a phone. You know what I mean? That means nothing if they're not on it is what I would assume if I was the suspect. You know, the phone means nothing if they're not on it. They can't call anybody or tell anybody what's going on. So. 
So just to clear clarify this part up here, just because I'm, I'm curious. Where exactly in this bridge, more or less, do you think that the, uh, the first picture... Well, let's run this by again. So you said that Richard Allen is here, and he heads back towards the trail. You think he passes Libby and Abby then? Because they're walking towards the bridge, right? You're muted, by the way. Sorry. Um, okay. So, yeah. So I think that he stayed right there at, at the beginning. Okay. And if you zoom, okay. zoom into that area right there. Okay. So see that first platform on the left right there? So just a hair. This one? Yep. That's that's where she said she saw him at. Right there. Okay. okay. So if you go to the edge of the bridge where the bridge meets the white, it's not that far from her. Right. So she saw him there, and if Abby and Libby were walked up on there, and Libby took a picture, approximately where your A is, right, or where your marker is, right there, of the yeah. bridge ahead of her, and he's not there. Yeah, I think he stayed right back there where that white area is, where the uh, woods are. But isn't there a picture facing this direction, and he's not there either? Correct. Both pictures. Yep. There's a picture facing the direction they're heading. He's not there. There's a picture facing behind abby he's not there that's why i think that he just kind of want lingered back in the woods but also at the time of the crime guys it diff it was different looking there was an orange barricade that sat there right there at mm -hmm. the head of the bridge with another big pine tree so you kind of had to walk this way and around it to see the rest of the trail you could still see mm -hmm. it from a distance but you kind of had to go around it so he could have stayed right there behind that tree saw the other lady leave and just kind of lingered and watched him Hmm. Because yeah, I was, I was wondering, like, one, you know, what, what, what created these girls to start videotaping him? Even if he was, um, you know, standing on the side of the trail there, and and they um, they pass by him and they turn around and he's walking towards them. I'm not necessarily certain that's creepy. Now, what I'm thinking is when that female witness sees him if if the if this was premeditated and the plan was for libby or abby or both and he knew that they were going to be on this bridge and somebody else saw him you know possible he spooked and went the other direction and hit off over here and then when the girls get on the bridge he he passes them first time because he's kind of i don't know maybe hesitant you know what I mean? Not sure if he's going to actually do it. And then turns around and comes back. And when he's coming back, that's what alarms him. Like, hey, well, this guy just took off that way. Now he's coming back. And right. and that's what gets him to, to turn it on. It could. It can happen either way. I am open to anything, you know, because we don't know. Mm. We don't know. You know, I mean, from from <laughs> unless we've seen it, you know, on the video, we don't know. We can guess yeah. all we want. Only he knows. And they knew uh, those are all things that people have said for years in my chat. Like, okay, what about yeah. hiding out on the South side, coming across and walking back? What drew the suspicion well, in the first place? Well, first we got to figure out is, was it planned with these two or was it random? Now, I, I, I tend to think that this was planned for a couple of different reasons. And your video actually opened up my eyes to one other aspect of it. Let me pull it up. So I'm going to play this. I'm going to have it on mute. 
You can play but, it. That's fine if you want. It don't. I won't. I don't mind. No, no, I'm gonna have it on mute so we can talk over it. Okay. So <clears throat> I'm gonna speed it up a little bit. My biggest question has always been when it came to, um, well, first and foremost, what do you think? Do you think that this was random? Do you think it was um, a specific target? You know, at the beginning, I've always thought it would be a random crime because I didn't think that there was a social media connection. After the Klein mm -hmm. stuff came out, I started to think, I don't know, man, it could be connected. But then I just find it odd that he said that he was going to be there that day, was trying to meet him. They went there to meet him, Anthony Schatz, and Richard Allen shows up. But law right. enforcement has not said any connection between Allen and Klein. But then again, we have all these sealed documents still. It makes me think that there's got to be a connection. I mean, it just happenstance that some dude that wanted to go kill two girls showed up the same time some guy was catfishing two girls to the same area, the same ones. Right. So. No, and I, and I get it, too, and I understand that. I don't know. And, <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I would have also been very leery and, and also, you know, everybody's ears and eyes would have perked at Keegan Klein if they were you know, investigating this crime just basically because of the Anthony Schatz profile and everything that you had mentioned. Um, and to me, the the part of the PCA, there's a couple of things that says that this thing is, it, it was planned this way. These victims in mind is one, how close they showed up to the time where, where the alleged, you know, uh, Richard Allen arrived on, uh, on the trail. The girl said that he was walking with a purpose, like he was trying to get somewhere. They arrived shortly after. Um, and one of the other things that b bothered me is the direction to travel. And he, he was traveling, what is it, westbound on 300 North to get to the old CPS building. And my, my question was, why, why is he traveling? Oh, man, I moved. Why is he traveling that direction? What do you mean? Um, if he lives, you know, I'm going to pull up. My, oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, if he, if he resides. I know exactly what you're saying. Um, why, why is he traveling this direction? Now I, I had one theory. I was thinking about, it. I was like, all right, well, based on everything we knew or, you know, I mean, let's broaden it up. It, it doesn't appear like this was a kidnapping. At least not to me, because um, it appears that whoever committed this crime parked at the old CPS building and this crime was committed out here. I'm not sure if you're committing a, a kidnapping to take them that direction. So it, it appears to me that this crime was intended to be committed in the fashion that it was committed in. It was always going to be, you know, somebody's life being taken. It wasn't a kidnapping gone wrong. Um, my question, why is he traveling that direction? If this was something pre-planned and there was certain items that he or she or whoever wanted to put over here in, in Logan's um, place, an easy access would be the cemetery. And right. if he got if he got word that these girls were on their way, that is a reason why he would be traveling on 300 North. Correct. You, but why didn't he come from town? Like you're asking. That's the question. Right. Why is he coming from the country? Well, probably right. because he knows. So, like, do you know you had his house marked? I have his house marked. I did okay. not know until I saw your video where Abby lived. 
Okay. Yeah. So he lives there. So it would make sense that he's been to the trail before and he know he doesn't want to have to go through town because first off, I think that he knows he's going to commit the murder. Uh, so he doesn't want to be, he's trying his best to minimize his appearance in public is what I think. So he could drive straight out the country, straight the back way, go down the country road and come up and think that he's probably never be seen. I wouldn't have thought that he would have been seen by anybody mm-hmm. out there, any camera. Cause it's all uh, like a German Baptist Amish type community, you know? So they really mm-hmm. don't have electricity and stuff like that out there. Some of the people, some do, but not all of them out there in the country. So I thought, well, why would anybody have a camera in that direction? Seems like he came from that way or, or I've even considered the fact that he came from Peru after meeting with Klein or knowing Klein. And uh, I thought that I don't see 300 North as a, as a good travel. Uh, I couldn't find a travel uh, place to a route that comes from Peru to this area directly going 300 North. That made sense. Now, okay. if, it, if it wasn't, if, if it wasn't him, um, perhaps, you know, setting up this area, right, for the potential plan that could be, and he's leaving from the cemetery. Is, is it possible there's another trail out here um, east of, of this trail are you that you're aware of? Um, no, not. There's no trails that I'm aware of anywhere in that area. Okay, so maybe I, because here's the thing. He was wearing... It was supposedly an unusually warm day, right? Yes. You know, and so he's wearing some heavier clothes. It appears that maybe perhaps he'd been busy all that morning. I thought maybe perhaps when I first saw the, the video and, and I got that information that it was unusually warm, that this guy was probably out there since the early morning hours, maybe trolling, looking for somebody. And, you know, it, it, when we got the PCA, it sounds like he, he had gotten there and it went straight, straight there. So... If he was doing something earlier, it, it wasn't exactly there. So was he preparing for the crime at, at Logan's property without Logan knowing or with knowledge from Logan? I don't know. Or was he at another park somewhere else trolling and looking for another victim somewhere else and, and just didn't find anybody and was coming this direction? But when you yeah. when you point it out in your in your in your 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 video um, doesn't Abby live somewhere near here that he left his house and had yep. to loop around to get to 300 North that he's passing by in front of their house? Yep. So scroll down um, over to where he lives. Right. And then you go just to the right from there. You slow. If he goes on the main road there and he goes to the right and you go down. Stop. Right there. Uh, go up. Or zoom out a little bit. Sorry. Up this road. Yeah, zoom out so I can see the map a little bit. Um, yeah, so that's it right there at the end, edge of that road at that intersection right there. You're looking at it. You just had your mouse on it. Back a little bit. All right. This one. Yes, sir. All right. So let me see something. Oh, just great. You can't see anything from this road. Have you been this road before? Yeah, that's the road that takes you to the other side of the bridge. That's the private driveway. That will eventually cut off to the private driveway. 
but this road here that goes up and around uh, this exact road like can you see abby's house from the from the from this main highway right here not the highway it's this road here with his yes. red cars on yeah if you're driving by yeah you can see it or you can see it through the trees anyway yeah all right so if he's not up there setting it up is it possible that he's passing by to see if they're home or if she's there and if that's the case, that, that leads me to believe that Abby would probably be more the victim than, than Libby, unless they were together. You're right. Now, I've always considered that, uh, that he lives real close by, uh, that he may have been a neighbor. Um, it doesn't seem like he's been involved with them, right? Like as a family friend or anything like that. So he could have, you know, seen her at school because his daughter went to school. Uh, yeah. he would have realized that they rode the same bus probably or walked. It's not very far straight down the road, um, home, but they probably rode the same bus. So he may know who lived around there. He may have known that she lived there, but nobody knew he lived there. If that makes sense, you know? So it is a possibility that he kind of drove by to see if they were there. But then again, I think that he already knew that they were on their way and that's why he went. Hmm. Were the girls staying together the night before? Yes. Yep. Uh, Where Abby, were they staying Libby's at? House. Libby's house. With at Michael Libby's Beckham. house. Yep. So if he was in some sort of communication then with them, uh, he may have known that they weren't at Abby's house. Correct. Why would he be passing by Abby's house if he knew that? Well, he would be passing by Abby's house simply to ch to avoid town and stay out in the country, I think. An easier way that he knew how to get to the trail. Which way did uh, does he, the PCA doesn't say it, but Correct. I'm fairly positive it would elude if it saw the same vehicle traveling the same direction out to indicate saying that this car had entered this area at 1.30 and left at 3.30. It doesn't yeah. say that. And I would have thought that it would have had that. So he must not have left that direction because what that is right. is corroborating evidence of what he stated before. You know, what he stated before to the con conservation officers that he was there from 1.30 to 3.30. And now he's trying to change his story. And if they're able to find some sort of footage of him leaving and going back in front of the Myers residence at 3.30, then that's corroborating evidence. And you pretty much got this guy based on the timeline and him putting himself there for the most part. All right. Now, did but it doesn't say that. It, it right. doesn't say that. So why leave a different direction? after the murders well he would head right in i don't understand i don't know unless they left it at, i don't know i don't know unless they're just leaving a whole bunch of stuff out of here that doesn't make you know that's making it seem like there's holes that we don't know uh because it also didn't mention him if the lady saw him on the road right walking back towards his mm -hmm. car it didn't mention him mm -hmm. being seen on the camera walking to it that's true so it's like okay well if he's walking on that side of the road the north side back that way to the west how come the camera, you don't have it in the probable cause that the camera saw him walk back there? Mm -hmm. So if it didn't, then what happened? Did he go back I to had, the trail? I had a question. You said you've, you've been to the court hearings for the case? Not Richard Allen's. Oh, Keegan okay. Klein's. Oh, Keegan Klein's. Okay. Yeah. I right, just double check. Yeah. So I haven't been to Richard Allen's uh, hearings, but I went to all Ron Lowe, pretty much everybody else's. Okay. How was Ron Logan when he presented himself in court? 
he was pretty confident. I mean, the FBI really thought he, he was a guy. At least one of the investigators did. Yeah, they did think that. Um, he was just quiet. He was kind of argumentative with the judge. Judge Curtis Fouts at the time, judge was like uh, getting on him. He's like, you know what? And it's kind of ironic because the judge is like, you know what? You went and picked up that escort woman in Lafayette at three o'clock in the morning, drunk that one night. Remember that, Ron? How you violated your probation for that? And Ron's like, that has nothing to do with this. And the judge is like, well, I'm not going to hold it in my judgment against you, but I'm going to send you to four years in DOC. And he's like, well, maybe hopefully next time two over two people don't get killed on my property or something like that. That's how what he said. You know, he was like, you know, I wouldn't be caught up in all this stuff if two people didn't get killed on my land was his attitude. He was upset. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, his life got, I mean, was he doing some, something he probably shouldn't have been doing by drinking and doing all those other things, violating his, his probation or parole? Probably so. But, you know, at the same token, uh, he didn't commit this crime. Uh, he, he, he went through the ringer, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you have, you have some? No. Yeah. Also, ask Anthony, um, do you think this is a one person um, deal? Man, Almost you know what? I I think I seem to think that one man could accomplish everything that we've heard so far. Based on what I've seen, mm. um, I think that one person could accomplish it in the time frame that it, we have. Yes. Although it'd be much easier with two, I do think yeah. one could. Yeah, because you said you did the reenactment of the, of the bridge and everything like that, right? Mm-hmm. Did you go to the all the way down to the creek and across it, or just yeah. that, that? That was it. How hard yeah. was it for you to to cross that? It's not hard at all. It wasn't hard at all for me to cross it. It wasn't hard at all to uh, the people. I had a grown man and two girls around the same age. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two girls go across it, and yeah. it was easy peasy. Especially if you know if I had them do multiple tests. Number one, I had them uh, run away from him to try to cross it. Okay. And him chase him after being behind just a little bit, like almost seeing a scenario, like what if he fell, you know, going down this one Hill or something happened and they tried to run. So I had him run through it to see how easy they could do it. I had him walk through it as if they were just being ordered to at kind of a hurried, not too fast paced. Yeah. And it didn't seem to be a problem for any of them. Not at all. Yeah. When you did the the reenactment, I, I know that they re they, they, they restored right the the bridge itself. Yeah. Okay, so like when bridge guy went down that um, that bridge, it was real deteriorated, right? And it was yes. like really so. So apparently, like it, I saw the video where like you had to really watch your step. Yeah. Because then it would be a bad day, right? You would probably slip through, or at least at least slip down one of those cracks and yourself right um so like for them to be saying that he was walking with a purpose and as fast as he got from where he was first filmed to the girls he must have really been paying attention he was really focused to get there yeah he, he would have to um because when you're walking on that bridge you can't look up the whole time and look at anybody and make eye contact and, and get to them you have to look down because it of uh, uh, uh an error could be fatal for you. If you tipped off the side of that, that could yeah. be it for you. It's most, you know, you will be seriously injured. So your first thought is, you know, I just need to pay attention to where I'm stepping. So maybe looking up from time to time, but looking down mostly would be your objective. 
So that's what my my theory was that Richard Erling was up there looking at fish. What if they look like minnows? If you're that high, you will probably wouldn't even see them. And people say there's carp. Carp are big. Oh yeah, you can see them. Trust me. I I actually went out there and filmed it from standing there with just a regular. You can see them. There are big fish out there. The water's clear and it's only about this deep under the bridge. You know what I mean? Okay. So you, it's literally. I mean, in spots it can get up to like this is uh, my right here below my chest. That's the deepest I've ever found anything right there in deer creek and i've walked from the crime scene all the way through the creek in the middle of it all the way up under the bridge right there is as deep as it gets um but it's only this deep clear as a whistle you know so it's like you can see it okay yeah what what do you think it took them so long to find the girls considering that you know, they could be seen from from the bridge to where they were um deceased i have wondered the same thing i don't know because I've always said that, you know what, if I was out there that night, I probably would have came up with a better idea on how to search that instead of just handing people flyers of two girls and saying, hey, man, go see if you can find them, you know, go check out. And, and you need to have more organization. And they didn't really do that. It was just kind of like, here you go, here you go, here you go, go see. And people are driving around and people are out in the woods and driving roads and stuff. It's not really a, a grid search. And it's to me, I would have been like, all right, let's start here at the highway. Let's everybody move this this direction. You know, within this much distance until we find them, we would have found them that night. Mm -hmm. Why they didn't find them, I have no idea. I, I heard that people were in that area. I've heard ATVs have been in that area. I either someone was doing a good job of concealing them down there or. Or they just overlooked it. Do, do you think it's possible that after bridge guy told the girls to go down the bridge, um, down the hill and cross the. The creek itself do you think someone else would have been parked or at least waiting near the cemetery where their the bodies were uh, found it is a possibility that someone could have been at the cemetery if there's another person involved they could have been there they could have been there and left in the um the same direction does that make you, sense you, yeah 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 you had said though that you did a reenactment and you put your buddy there. How tall is your buddy? He was taller. Uh, Mark was five eleven, I believe. And when you compared the two and overlap them, does it appear that bridge guy is significantly shorter? No, I didn't actually go to that extent to try to figure that out. Um, at, with him at that time, I didn't do that until a couple years later. Actually, last a couple years ago, twenty twenty one. Me and another individual, Matt Sullivan, we actually met up there and did a video together trying to determine his height. And we took me out there at five foot nine. OK, and we did a test and we thought we overlaid the image of the bridge guy onto the bridge in live format. So we went to the end of the bridge, had the overlay on a phone sitting there so we could place it right where it was. And then what? At that point, I walked out to the bridge and I walked up to that same spot and stood there and then walked towards him. We mm -hmm. determined him to be at five, six, I think. So we determined it that that's how tall he was at the time. But we thought that was an error and that he was taller than that. Hmm. So I thought that we were off on our measurements. But it turns out we gotcha. were closer than what we thought. I, I, had a, I have a question. With the time that it took for somebody to get arrested for this case, was there a fear in the town of this happening again like were people cautious of going on the trails again 
really cautious of just having outdoor events. I know for the first couple of months, probably, right? Yeah, it was really bad at first. Uh, it changed the whole community. This town was always, a, you know, I could run around town. Kids could run around town and not have a care in the world. And like when this happened, everybody was look, kind of looking at each other, you know, like I was no, I was looking at everybody like, man, is that the dude? You know, that guy's got a blue coat on. That guy's got to go to look at that guy's hat. Everybody, you know what I mean? And I know the family members have talked about this, too. Like you just couldn't help it. But to profile every single person, could that person be involved, you know? And then you hear the rumors and what people say. That's part of my reenactment right there. Um, but, um, you know, you hear all that stuff. It did change the community. I always thought that it would be better uh, a couple months after or that he would be arrested. It's not. It's not. It's not better now. It's worse. Um, I think people just realize that these things can happen and never happen there. Uh, it shocked all of us. And with this Odinism stuff, I think it's scaring a lot of people. Dude, yeah. Besides this case, what what was one of the uh, worst crimes before this case happened? The floor of fire. That's it. Floor. Yeah, the floor of fire. Um, the floor of fire is probably the other worst case that happened. There's been some murders in town, but it's typically like a boyfriend girlfriend feud or husband wife thing. You know, it's not, it's not something like this. Granted, those are still bad. Um, yeah. it's. But other than that, the only other thing that happened was back in the 1800s where another individual uh, killed a girl and he was in jail. He was getting ready to be released on a flaw and 150 men rode in on horseback at the order of her father, who was a prominent farmer in Carroll County. Uh, and they broke into the jail, held the sheriff hostage, took the inmate out of jail and hung him. <laughs> oh, that's gangster. <laughs> so that happened in Carroll County. So, um, that was the Amher Green, the Llewellyn, Luella Mabbitt case back in the 1800s. That's it. Dang. What about um, white nationalism and stuff like that? Is that prevalent out there in that area? I do know that the Klan exists right right in town. Uh, our former sheriff and mayor, Lee Horde, is a known Klansman. Uh, he had, he it was just known. Everybody knew that he was a part of that, and he didn't hide it in the least. Uh, so he was former sheriff, former mayor. Uh, during the Randall era, Dennis Randall was the sheriff uh, at some point in the 90s and 2000s. Uh, Randall is one of the people that lied in the Flora investigation. So he was the fire marshal at the time. Um, hmm. So all these people were associated with that. Now, I know people that are associated with uh, the Thor's Hammer. I didn't know any kind of religion that they actually go by, but I do know that they uh, talk about Thor and I'd never heard Odin before, but they do talk about the Thor's hammer that they're in some type of religion and that they are white nationalist, but I've never heard the term Odinism at all. It, It might be just, you know, coined off of, you know, the term Odin and hail Odin and stuff like that. Um, what about with, so you mentioned the sheriff, mayor, was there other like prominent law enforcement officials of recent that were involved in things like that? Nobody that I have seen, um, that I know of personally. Uh, I don't know if any of the people that are the players in this game that we're talking about here with all the law enforcement officials that we got going on, 
I wouldn't know if any of those people are associated with that. Although I can say that they are all pretty good friends with those people that are. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right. <clears throat> so the, the, the crime happens. It's gone on for years. There's been rumors here and there that have gone on. Uh, Richard Allen gets arrested. What are your first thoughts? Are you kidding me? That guy's the bridge guy. That was my first thought. That guy of all people, that guy's the guy. But then mm -hmm. after finding out, um, looking at him and researching into him a little bit, I'm like, yeah, that guy is totally the bridge guy. That guy fits the profile. 100%. He's the guy that he's hiding in plain sight. He lives around Delphi. He's right there up in everybody's face. No one suspects him. He seems like the nice guy. What I've always said, He's not committed any criminal offenses, so he's not been to jail, which was something that I learned early on in the investigation at a press conference. I asked, or my friend asked Sergeant Kim Riley, he says, what's going on with the investigation? He says, well, it's one of those situations where we have an individual that's, he's never committed a crime before. And we said, well, you believe that? He has no DNA. And he's like, well, I can't comment, but that's what it looks like. So I thought, well, we're, look, we're not looking for a criminal. We're looking for a guy that, that's right there. And I thought that he would live either by a school or by the bridge. And it turns out he lives in between the school and the bridge. So lots yeah. of different things that I profiled on him, I thought was accurate. And then I was, I watched John Kelly profiler and corresponded with him. And he seemed to think that some of the things that I had were on the right track and, and that he offered more suggestions as to what he thought. And that kind of helped me put together a profile to think, yeah, this is totally the right person who was responsible. It's at least it's the man on the bridge. Have you, there's been a lot of, um, I guess, a lot of talk here recently about these late pictures. First and foremost, have you seen those pictures? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I am. Um, so there's a lot of stuff going on with that. Um, so, yeah, so I learned about the pictures uh, about Rick, Rick Snay's post, learned about the pictures, and I immediately called the police and informed them that people had said that they'd had them because I thought, well, Someone's intentionally trying to taint the case is what I thought, like of the defense team uh, or somebody is trying to cause reasonable doubt in this case is what I felt initially. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah, I've, I saw the pictures. They were sent to me while I was on a live stream talking about Rick having them, <laughs> mm -hmm. which is odd. Yeah. And based on the pictures that you've seen, could you tell that any if any of the bodies had been dragged? Not that I could tell, um, but I would, based on what I think, uh, by looking at the positioning of them, it appears that they were dragged to me based on the positioning of the bodies. If you could, um, if you were out there in Ron Logan's property, and I, I know you've been out there before, based on the uh, pictures that you have, could you point out exactly where the bodies were and where they were laying at? I could point out exactly where the trail cams were pointing uh, I could point out to exactly right there. It was um, I could point out to right where the crime scene tape was. And I could point out to an area that there were about eight trail cams pointing to one specific area all in a circle. And it made perfect sense as to where they were, because it seemed to be the only area right after the crime that was cleaned out of all debris, like the leaves mm -hmm. you could tell that it had been disturbed in that area. So it's a cluster of trees right there. 
uh, that seems like a, it almost looks like it would be a reasonable hiding spot. Can you tell which direction that the bodies were dragged from? Uh, it would have a, no, you can't tell them from the pictures. No, you can't. Hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, because I was you know, kind of curious as to if they were dragged from, you know, the river um, bank or if they were dragged down towards the river bank and left somewhere in between. You know, that, that, that kind of bothers me. I, I, from what I understand is the uh, terrain, if if somebody were to try to move a body, possibly wet from crossing the river, up and over that terrain would be pretty difficult. And when you look at Richard Allen being five foot four, maybe at the time, maybe 175, 180 pounds, is this something that you think is feasible for someone like that to do that with two different bodies? Uh, one, obviously, um, you know, one's bigger than the other, but one's wet and, you know, you have a one guy. Is, is it, do you think it's physically possible for him? I do think it's physically possible for him because I'll tell you, there was something in those crime scene photos that, a lot of people aren't talking about that we kind of mentioned last night. So I feel okay to mention it. There was a yellow rope. Okay. Was this rope used to tie them up and pull? Um, we know that Libby's shoe was found on the other side of the Creek from where their bodies were found. Okay. Initially when, when they were searching for them, someone held up her shoe and said, is this hers? Yes, it is. To me, that indicates after they went down the Hill, a fight started, the struggle ensued there. She lost a shoe. Maybe he killed her there or something happened. I've also talked to individuals that say that there had been water in their lungs. Uh, of course, I don't know that for a fact, but I, I assume the people are telling the truth based on what they're saying. Uh, so it, there was a shoe there. Um, and then they're found on the other side of the creek indicates to me that he may have taken them from one side to the other, or at least incapacitated one and taken the other one across the creek forcefully. Was it, But there wasn't any blood found on the clothes, right? Not that it's been said by the defense and not right. that I can and, see. And you didn't see any blood on the clothing that Abby was wearing? Um, no, not really. But I also couldn't tell if her pants were wet or not. And I think that if her pants were wet, it would, or it would, what even her pants, if her pants were wet, um, I thought I would be able to tell if they were dry, but you can't, I can't tell and based on the picture. So no, it didn't look like she had any blood on her at all. From what I saw, other than here, yeah, yeah. Okay. So then, the, the likeliness of them being killed on one end during the struggle is probably unlikely because it appears that they would have had to have been disrobed at the time of their passing. Correct. Correct. Yep. So maybe that's where they started to disrobe. I don't know. That that's the biggest mm -hmm. question. Is that shoe real? But I mean, someone said it was. So the defense claims that there was another shoe. I don't know. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't understand the the her having her clothes on thing. Mm -hmm. You know? Do you guys? It's not her clothes either, right? It's it's no. It, it's, it's Abby Libby's has clothes. on Libby's clothes, and I don't understand okay. why why that happened in the first place. What is your guys' assumption on that? That's a hard one to explain, because like. Um. For for me, I know they, they had said that where they were found was the place that they were, you know, the, their life were taken. They, they don't think they don't believe that it was anywhere else but there. You know. So like for for me, it's kind of I don't think it's plausible for me at least. I don't think that's possible for this bridge guy to 
commit it somewhere else before the creek and then carry the body towards the resting place. It's just, it'll be too much, at, at least at least for me. That's what I think. But when it comes down to the clothes, I don't, I don't I have no idea why he would do that. Or did he even do it? Is it them? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, it couldn't have been them because she would have had blood on her clothes. Not true. True. She right. she would have had to have been clothed after after she had already been bled. And yeah. from the sound, of, you know, from what the defense says, it sounds like it was a slow bleeding, which there's a lot of questions there because isn't isn't one of their fathers on the bridge looking for him pretty quickly afterwards? Yeah. 315 he's uh he's not on the bridge but he walked down the other trail looking for him so i mean he was there when the bridge guy left so yeah. and was doing all this stuff so that's just scary to think about yeah yeah, yeah. but it's 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 a big park you know i mean you're not gonna see everybody at one spot because i mean i go to trails and i can hear people down the trail and then i see them like a minute later yeah, so, yeah, you can. You can hear people where he was. You can hear everything because he's down in the low valley. Everyone else is up high, so you mm-hmm. can hear everybody. You know, when you're down there, you can hear people walking and laughing and talking on the trail. So he would have known that anybody coming up, he would have heard them. That way, he could quiet the area down because certainly they would have been making some sort of noise if you know they were alive at that point and heard other people. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what throws me off with the. The ritualistic kind of aspect of it, um, I just don't feel that's going to be the case because of the location. You know, like he can't control the environment. See what I'm saying? You and can't. That's why I don't, they, you pretty much can because you can't. You can't. Um, you know, uh, if it was ritualistic, it would have been somewhere more secluded where there's nobody around. Um, for me, at least, uh, if they're trying to put Odinism into this, you know. You would think that there will be more members, um, you know, witnessing these kind of things instead of just one person, right? So for me, yeah. the ritualistic thing for me is it's, I don't think that's that's the case. I think it was planned. I do think it was planned. Um, I think the the pieces of wood are random, uh, just to throw off um, law enforcement. Uh, I believe there's some there's some connection between Klein and and then Richard, I, I, that's what I feel like. And maybe not uh, a close connection, but maybe like selling information about other um, kids because they were he was into that stuff, right? I think that's how Richard got a hold of them by uh, obtaining their information from someone else. But I really don't think the, the ritualistic killing is, is going to be it. I think it was just um, planned. And then the the sticks were random to throw off uh, law enforcement. Yeah, I know what you, I know what you're looking for, uh, Daniel. <laughs> Are you looking for the crime scene area? No, I'm looking for something specific though. It, it popped up in a minute when the sheriff is talking. Uh, okay. Yeah, at his desk. Oh, the bullet. Yeah, is that the same bullet? I don't know, man. I can't tell. Um, but I think I that think so. could be a subtle message to him. They're yeah, talking they, about they, it with the crime scene in that promo when they show that. Yeah, I'm trying to get to it. 
Uh, Eric comes within a $5 super chat. He's asking true or false. Alan's wife is divorce, uh, divorcing him effective immediately. Have you heard that before? I've not heard that. I heard that originally when they first started that she was going to do that, but I have not seen anything. And I have seen from a, an attorney that's representing one of his attorneys that she spoke with him last week. So I'm not under the impression that they're getting divorced at all. Hmm. Do, do you know if, um, Alan's wife was still in Delphi or just did they move out? Or anything? I went and knocked on her house. I went and knocked on their door, um, mm -hmm. and filmed it. Uh, nobody answered. I've heard that they left. I think the house got sold. Somebody else. Yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah. Because I know there was, there was, the. they were saying that they were being threatened by some of these, um, members of this cult, right? Well, she left right away. Mm -hmm. uh, so he said that he's being threatened by members of the cult in prison. They're guards. Yeah. yeah. But you think that will go, like, like, for me at least, when it comes down to, well, it's not the same, but I mean, it will come down to if you can't get him in prison, you go after the people he's close to, right? Like, his loved ones. Yeah. yeah. So I, mean, now, I was thinking, like, that if she didn't move out, or moved away from this county that she wasn't in fear of her, her life. You know what I mean? So I would like those threats wouldn't be legit. With the, yeah. I see with the new thing, that, uh, facts that we know that the defense wants to come back and represent him without charging any fees, that divorce doesn't seem likely because of legal fees now. But maybe then it did. So we'll see. I mean, it's hard to be married to somebody who's convicted of murdering two children. So accused. I think she, accused. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, accused. Um. So there is. So loaded hot has a, had a, a statement there that is a good question. There, it said, if there's no Odinist stuff going on, why are the guards wearing those Odinist patches? So in prison, um, in Indiana. You, there are guards that represent gangs, all of them. Uh, you know, they are a part of it. Uh, and, you know, it, it's from what I've seen, the inmates pretty much run the show uh, there. You know, they're, the guards are outnumbered. It's, a, it's not a very good place. Um, they are, it's not uncommon to know that a guards are representing some sort of organization in there. So that doesn't surprise me that they are associated with those kind of beliefs yeah i would think it'd be up to the warden to be like hey y'all can't represent something like that y'all can have a i know they have some like places have like strike teams they have certain name for their teams but mm -hmm. odin is more like a religion so i would think that'd be up to the institution to be able to strike that down it probably would be i just don't think that they enforce anything I mean, they don't even enforce it if someone's getting beat up, man. They're just like, it's not my problem, dude. You shouldn't have, you shouldn't yeah. have, you shouldn't have got yourself in that situation, is what the guards would tell somebody, you know. And it's like, well, sorry my about question it. is, how how about the food? I mean, is it that bad that Richard Allen has to eat paper? No, <laughs> you will eat it. You will eat it. I'll tell you that. You will eat it. <laughs> yeah. You know, when he did that, I think he got to looking more like the bridge guy. Um, I think now what we saw him last time, the last time he was in court, I think he looks now more like the bridge guy than he did the last one. When he's real skinny and trying to be like, Oh gosh, help me, help me. I'm, 
you know, I'm being abused yeah. in here. It's like, dude, you're caught. It's, you're going to go through it now. You know, it's that's it, I think. Um, but I think he looks more like the bridge guy now. Isn't it um, isn't it true that that Richard Allen has a daughter that looks somewhat similar to Libby? He took pictures of her on that bridge. I don't know if he took the pictures, but it was her senior pictures taken on that bridge. Yeah. And wasn't there, I had heard that there was a picture either on her, I think on his social media or something like that with his daughter in a tie dye shirt position, yeah. somewhat similar to how she was found. Is that accurate or true? Um, I'm not sure if it was position, how she was found, but I do know that I did see the picture of her in tie dye shirt. Mm -hmm. um, I, I can't remember if that's what it was, but she actually does kind of look similar to her. So why? See, the, the question when when um, that was brought up earlier about you know why why dress one why leave one without clothing you know and and cleaned and the other one have blood on her and stuff like that and you know I started thinking about those things like well one of them looks like his daughter the other one looks a lot younger a lot more like a child. Maybe that's the reason why he covered her up. You know what? I don't know, but it seems like now. Okay. So if you look on my community post, well, don't do it now because you're showing this, but um, on my community posts on my YouTube channel, I posted a picture over these years, how he's grown his goatee out. He looks a hmm. lot like Liberty German's dad hmm. with the long goatee, the red, mm -hmm. I mean, dude, I posted a picture of him side by side and I'm like, look, he's he's gaining weight to to look like him. You know what I mean? Like they almost look very similar. I can see that there's some sort of resemblance between both of them, you know, with the daughters and him and the dad. I don't know if that's on purpose, coincidental or if it's and an obsession. He works at a uh, at the CVS photos, right? These Odinist clans, when they do their rituals, I wonder how many of them, some, you know, sent in their photos to get, you know, developed there. That's a good question. Do, do you think, let's say this is a uh, ritualistic, right? Do you think this is like a form of this crime was committed to like be part of this, um, the Odinism? That good question. Like, uh, man. You know what I mean? Like, you know how like yeah. gang members, they, they want you to go do something that way they can join the gang, right? Initiation. Yep. Like initiation, right? You think that we might might be the case here? If it is Odinism, uh, it could be. Yeah. Because we I mean, I, I take it all into consideration, even if it may not be true. We have these statements by Elvis that said, I have a new brother now, blah, blah, blah. Okay, I'm a part of a group. Was this Richard Allen's initiation into that? And was he supposed to not get caught? And if so. It could be that, but it also could be these guards are there saying, hey, man, listen, you took an oath. You took an oath, Richard, and you need to keep your mouth shut, dude. And we're recording your mouth because we're going to report back to boss man, whoever boss man may be, you know, the high Odin guy or whatever. Um, it's a possibility that that happened like that. Yeah. Uh, I don't discredit that at all. I just I just wonder what other members of this group had to do as an initiation. To get in, you know what I mean? Because like, if that was the case, then there should have been more, um, more crimes similar to this. 
I looked up Odinism uh, right after this happened, and it, there was an article that came out in May 2017 that talks about Odinist and white nationalism killing for for their religion. There was an article that came right up, and I started reading it, and I'm like, wow, there actually are Odinists that are just going out and doing this for no reason. And it said that one guy had actually killed two people because he thought they were Jewish. They weren't. He thought they were, and he killed them because he thought that Odinism or Odin wanted him to do that. That was his, he was supposed to, is what he said. So it, it wasn't as uncommon as I thought. We had a comment there that said something about, you know, CVS sending out their pictures to develop. That might be accurate, but I would fairly be positive that the person working behind there would probably have access to photos across the board look at him and i'm just kind of curious as to thinking to myself maybe perhaps he's seen a couple of rituals type of things that has happened you know around town because they're you know developing their photos or whatever the case may be and maybe perhaps during the commission of the crime he reverts back to what he had seen on those photos as a way to try to cover up what he did not so much as an elaborate like um frame job so to speak it wasn't like he went out there and was like uh i'm gonna you know, harm these two individuals and make it seem like it's it's Odinism. I think it was probably something along the lines where something may have gone out of control or maybe he didn't even plan on doing what he was doing and it just kind of, you know, one step went too far and then the next step and then it's a slippery slope. Next thing he knows, he's got them at gunpoint and, you know, he's lost complete control and and knife comes out and, and things happen. And you know, he re he starts thinking, what do I do? What do I do? And he thinks to himself, you know, I've seen these pictures, these people that have, you know, put these sticks uh, on on trees and all this other stuff. Let me mimic it, kind of divert attention to where he's at. So I don't necessarily think it was like a frame job, if it was that to be the case. Uh, but it could be. Um, it could be a lot to go through that would be hard to make sure that it all panned out to where someone else gets hit for it you know what i mean like that'd be right. hard to... well i mean the only part that would be hard like uh, i'm not saying that it was planned to have been i'm gonna commit this crime and then blame it on odinism it's more like you know these, these two girls maybe perhaps one like his daughter maybe he's on something maybe he thinks that his daughter was out there approaches him um you know, like what doing here or something, and it just goes crazy. Or he did plan on taking them, whatever the case may be. But after the murders had occurred, he panicked and thought to himself, "Like, how do I hide this from me?" You know, oh, I remember seeing these weird ass pictures of these people doing some weird stuff. If I just kind of mimic what I've seen, it might direct attention there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But the one thing that does come into play, though, is how how unlikely is it? that a perfectly cleared point of the defense cut off stick is is randomly placed there a part of this did you see that picture with the stick that was supposedly cut yeah but it it's not cut it's not cut it looks it is a, a stick that has just easily been busted off of a tree uh that has if you go straight up okay at the end of it it kind of notches and turns into a v I went out in the woods the other day and found stick that looks identical to it, identical. And it looks like it's been sawed off because the way it broke off the tree 
happened in such a it was like you know how when you when you break a branch off it almost peels and it's like a smooth edge that's exactly what happened it's just a branch that's fallen or he ripped it off of something or it fell off and he put it there it's not cut with a power tool gotcha you mentioned the yellow rope where where do you think the yellow rope was used that was it on the like on a foot on a hand on i would torso? assume it would be to bound their hands or feet uh but I don't know how we keep them quiet. So well, I, well, I don't what know. Was the, it was the rope in the picture. Uh, it was, um, I don't want to say, unless I, gotcha. I don't want to say where it was. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't attached to was, the bodies. No, no, um, no, it wasn't around anybody or anything like that. It wasn't like on their wrist or on their feet or anything like that, but it was in the picture, uh, which leads me. That's, that's what I wonder. What is the rope for? I don't know. I heard they were bound at first at the beginning. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I, I would assume that was part of that. Could yeah. have been used to drag them, could have been used to hang them somewhere. Right. Well, did you happen to see anything around? I don't know how clear these pictures are. I haven't seen them myself. Uh, where were the ankles or the wrists visible? Mm, Libby's were kind of, it was, uh, her, she had blood on them, her hands. So yeah, her wrist was visible. One, I guess, one of them was. Was Abby's, there a clear indention? I couldn't tell, to be honest. I didn't. I don't think I even looked at it that hard. I was more looking at the uh, positioning of the, um, not the sticks, but the positioning of, of how they were laid out because it seemed like such an odd manner. Uh, they were both in the same direction. And one's hands were like this, and the others were like this. So, um, to me, it showed that the first thing I thought was that he had grabbed Libby's arm and was pulling it. And uh -huh. that when he had, had stabbed her or whatever, that he has blood on his hands. Her hands are both bloody, and so is her neck, which makes sense if someone would grab their neck if you're injured there, giving the blood there. But I think that he grabbed her and was pulling because Abby's in the same direction. I think he grabbed her by both hands and pulled because she was smaller. Pull her up, and that's why her hands were in this position. Uh, he let go. I don't know why she didn't have blood on, on her, though. Her hands. I bet Libby did. Hmm. So I, I don't understand that. But it looked like they both got maybe pulled from, from the direction. But you can't tell where the creek is right there. You know what I mean? So yeah. you can't tell which direction it is. Are their heads towards the creek or away? I would assume away, but I don't know. Well, if their heads are away from the creek, then they're pulled away from the creek. Yeah. Which would make sense if you're trying to hide the bot. But given the terrain there, is it possible? Is it easier or is it easy to pull up bodies uphill, up terrain? It no. probably isn't. And no. one person, it's. Uh, Elvis Fields, you know, he said some interesting things. Uh, one of the things that he said was that one of the girls was a troublemaker and he put horns on the top of her. Did it appear that one of the one of the victims had horns? No, not in the least. I didn't think that there were any kind of horns. To me, it looked like if there was something there, it looks like just a branch with small little twigs that happened to be what she laid on and it just came out the way it came out. But there's, it doesn't, to me, it doesn't show anybody did that on purpose. Hmm. Not at all. Um, that would have been elaborate if he did that on purpose. Uh, yeah. 
that would have been really some time consuming, which who know? I mean, it was, he was down there for some serious time, but that seems overly dramatic. I think. Do you know if there's any, um, um, information about any of the girls having head trauma? So I do know that there was some bruising on the head at the view, yeah. at the viewing um, of Libby that you could see, you could tell uh, on the cheek. Uh, Abby couldn't, I didn't necessarily, I couldn't tell, uh, but I assumed there was head trauma, but I don't know. Yeah, because like, for me, I've seen, I seen people like, you know, in fights and they get knocked out, right? And their arms kind of like retract to like this point right to towards the chest i don't know if that might be the case on this one you know what i don't know um it's i don't know there's so much question like the f tree i did a video about the f tree the other day how did that get there is that odinism you know or is it someone touched the tree i thought someone touched the tree now i'm starting to maybe rethink that that's that it's not you know i don't know I'm back and forth. You know, I did a video trying to say it was this, and now I'm starting to look at that video going, oh, maybe it's not that. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think I think that's the best way to to look at these cases, you know, with the open mind. You know, you don't stick to one narrative and be open to all of these little theories. You kind of, well, I mean, with reason, yeah. And you kind of have to, I mean. Yeah, with facts, right? Yeah, but I mean, just walking in on the scene and the way it sounds like, the way it was described, I feel that it's kind of hard not to say, hey, this looked like some kind of ritualistic type of thing, you know, now, based on the descriptions. Like I said, we haven't seen the, uh, the images ourselves. I, I couldn't tell you more or less whether or not it is or it isn't um, appear to be ritualistic. But what we do know is that law enforcement thought that it was staged, not just moved, but staged. So they must have felt that it was trying to represent something. Uh, based on what you're saying, the bodies in the position that they were in, you don't feel that that was some sort of representation. What about the sticks? Do you think they were more randomly placed? And if so, what was the um, what's the purpose of it? Do you think it was trying? They're trying to hide the bodies. Yeah, I think that 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 would be the situation. So a good friend of mine, the captain, uh, the captain Howdy. Um, he has a, a YouTube channel. Uh, he's got about 10,000 subscribers. He made a video the other day talking about that. And it was like exactly what I was thinking. I just didn't know how to put it into terms. So if you look at the symbols on Abby and the symbols on Libby, okay, the symbols on Abby could represent a Nordic rune. The symbols on Libby don't represent anything that I can find. Okay. There's, there's two, there's an extra stick somewhere. Something's just not right. So if these sticks matter, why don't these sticks? Okay. And then we go back to the F. Well, in order to make an F, you have to ignore the blood that isn't an F. So if we look at the blood that's an F, let's also, why aren't we counting in and including the fact that the other blood is significant as well? You know what I mean? So that's kind of mm -hmm. how I, he put it the best way. And that's kind of how I am looking at it. Is it's got to all be significant. It can't just be a part of it be significant and not the other part. Now, unless you guys have found or anybody else has found a rune that is similar to what Libby looks like or that's placed on Libby, I'm willing to change that opinion. When they, I'm kind of confused about the, the troll camps that you were speaking of earlier. Were, were those there before the crime or after they were put up after? 
I don't know about before, but well, shortly after the crime, the first time we went out there, there wasn't anything. Um, the second time I went out there, yeah, there was, they were there. So it looks like they were put up after the crime. And I don't think that they were Ron Logan's based on the way they looked. It looked like something law enforcement stuck out there to see who revisited the area. Yeah. That's what I was going to think that, you know, usually people who commit these kind of crimes, they usually go back to the site and relive that. So, and that's, you know, because like, I remember they were um, investigating the Green River killers and they got information or some help from Ted Bundy about it. It's like, you should stake out the, those sites because usually the, the killer goes back and, and, and relives that. And that's how they caught him. Mm-hmm. So that's how they this is, a, is this a, a pretty clear representation of what you had seen? Yeah, that's pretty close. Um, yeah, it's almost identical, actually. Um, All right. So one thing that one of our viewers who um, kind of sent me some things about Nordic symbols and things like that. Uh, they 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 have close ties to the area, like the actual area over there, and, and stuff like that. And one thing that they had told me was that some of these ruins or runes, um, you can overlap them, and they'll mean something. Like for instance, right here, you have this ruin. This one turned to Bluetooth. Everybody has that on their phone. Now, it's kind of like, I guess, connection, binding type of thing. Is it possible the reason why these don't look like anything is maybe perhaps they're on top of each other? And what if we're looking them at the wrong way? See, because I, I kind of thought when we look from this direction that this looks like an inverted F on the right, and this kind of sort of looks like it could be enough in a couple of different ways. And one thing that one person had told me is like upside down or the same person upside down or reverse images of the, the uh, a backwards one is something that's very negative. I don't know uh, if anybody's into these type of things or, or know those type of things. Let us know if perhaps if you take off a stick here or a stick there, Maybe it does form into something that says something else when you put them on top of each other. You know what I mean? Oh, you're muted, my man. By the way, I'm sorry. I was just talking to myself. Uh, let me send you something because there is something else I'd like you to take a look at to maybe why they're positioned like that. There's something else that I don't know if you've seen it or not, but are you familiar with the tarot cards? Uh, somewhat. You so the hangman. Yeah, the hang okay, so those are the two things that I found. So, yeah, there was a tarot card called Hangman. Um, and then there's another one called, what was that called? Um, oh, gosh, I can't remember what it was called. It was called something else. I'm going to try to send it to you on the, uh, the Twitter. Okay. And see if you can decipher this. So it is card number one and card number 12 in this tarot thing and one of them is the hangman and one of them is gosh I can't remember what it's called but it's supposed to represent here they are I found them all right sending you this one and then I'm gonna end up sending you another one so those are the two the magician that's what it's called so these two pictures that I'm sending you represent very closely 
to what they looked like uh, laying there. And if you add card number one and card number two up, they are pretty accurate. Okay, I sent them all to you. There they are. Cool. Let me um, let me download them and I'll pull them up. Okay. All right. Actually, there's one more coming. So it's all three cards, and these cards represent what I think, if it's associated with Odinism. You got the magician, the hanged man, and then the, they both add up to the death card, hmm. which is 13. So, and it, it looks a lot like what we're looking at right here with the positioning of their bodies. Okay. Okay, so that's something that was sent to me by someone who practices this. Um, I don't know anything about tarot. Uh -huh. So this was sent to me and given to me by this person saying that they associated it with this. And what this means is the reversal. This hangman, I guess, is everything is backwards in this. So everything that it represents is everything it's not representing, which uh -huh. is... I don't understand it. I don't know. It, it was hard to explain, so I can't explain it. So I just won't even try, really. <laughs> yeah, let me pull that up real quick. Um, that way we can kind of, I, I just saved them. My computer is weird. It doesn't let me save them from my computer onto my computer from Twitter. But I sent them to myself, and I got them. All right. I, yeah, my computer's odd like that, too. Yeah, it's just... Unless there's an easier way, and I just don't know how. <laughs> That's possible. <laughs> so here you go. And, and yeah, they do kind of look like it for, well, here's the thing. And not, this not is. the hangman on this one. The other hangman, though. Are you sure? Look, the, yeah. the hands are just behind the body. Correct. But look at the other hangman that I sent you. That one. Okay. The hands come up. Okay. So not Correct. the same. But similar. Now I could see if you left them like that, that after deceit, after your body tends to curl and, and come into a little bit. Uh, right? Is that is that accurate? You would tend you would kind of tense up. So if your arms were completely out or up like this, would you pull them in? Is that possible? Uh, after post mortem, like, I don't think so. I think well, like, I mean, like as you're dying. I don't know. I don't know if you if you. No. Nah, well, blue would so, know man. more. I think so. I've seen, unfortunately, I've seen plenty of videos of, you know, people passing away. And sometimes, they, like I said, they even when they get knocked out, sometimes they retract their, their, their arms like that. But I could be wrong. Blue, what do you think? When when a person dies, are they, is there a natural response to the body to tensing up or pull up or anything? Some people do. Yeah, they their hands start turning. Like grasping in and stuff like that. So depends on what also what position if they were hanging. In. They're hanging. I think they're normally body, you know, with gravity. Straight out, right? Pull down, yeah. Yeah, they would straighten out. They wouldn't, yeah, wouldn't curl. And this right. the reason why the arms are hanging down is because this guy is hanging upside hanging. down. Yeah, he's hanging. Now yeah. I don't think that she was hung there. Or is that what the rope was for? I don't know. I mean, it's I don't know. Did the rope look any? Did it look like uh, it was tied in a knot or anything? Um, no, no, not a knot. Um, and you said that 
This is one, this is 12, and when you add them, they equal 13, which is death. Yeah, yeah, at the top, you see it's number one, then number 12, they equal the 13 card, which is death. Now, this was all presented to me by someone who knows about this stuff. I don't know anything about it, but they it just seemed very interesting to me that, okay, yeah, she is kind of positioned like that. She is kind of positioned like that. And this one also has the leg in the front. Correct. So hers hers was behind. I guess. Yeah. And you said that her arms were they were were her arms like this or like this? Kind of like this. Hmm. Is more what it seemed like. Because I'm I'm looking at this behind their back. If the opposite of that would have been in front of her of the arms, and I'm I'm just kind of curious with what I was told if that would mean or make any oh. sense. Okay, yeah, that's good. That's a good thought process right there. And then you have. You have this guy over here. I mean, it's it's possible. I mean, well, what are the chances, right? You have I know, these, I know. These ruins, you have the bodies in this position. You have a makeshift possible F on the tree. Like, I, all right, I understand one thing. All right, the sticks and the bodies or the body positions. But all three of them? Get what I'm saying? It's kind of curious, kind of curious. Um, I know we're getting kind of late. Let me uh, pull up this real quick, just so that everybody can find you. Um, do you have any questions for us before before we end the end the show, there, Anthony? Yeah, man, you guys should come on my show sometime. <laughs> Talk Delphi. Um, I do. Yeah, I, yeah. I wanted to start a Delphi Murders podcast. I had four people on last night. I'm trying to get different people to come on. Talk Delphi. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and and just kind of go over different things. I was kind of wanting to go back to the beginning days and start moving up. And then when we get more familiar with other people that are more familiar with the newer happenings, start bringing people on. But you guys, I'd like to have you guys on my show and introduce my people to yours. Because um, I like your show, yeah. man. I was like, wow, this is awesome. I love the the beginning, the intro. You guys are like, each one of you are a turkey. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, this is cool, dude. <laughs> Big Blue wears his turkey suit off. Uh, you know, off duty too much, but it's all right. It's unplugged. All right. Unplugged. Hey, unplugged. It's, it's, it's Thanksgiving time. I can wear whatever I want. It is. <laughs> uh, well, this is uh, Anthony's um, YouTube site. It's called True Crime Investigates. It's also linked in the description. Please go give him a follow and a like and a subscribe. Let him know that we sent y'all. We'll be uh, probably showing up on his channel a couple of times. Uh, I do want to talk more about it you know when this case happened back in 2017 and uh, 2018 you know there was some mystery behind it now obviously well the internet was what it was then but i wasn't as i wasn't involved in the internet and knew about you know this true crime you know um society or or you know channel or any of those things that were available to or people were talking about that and, and talking about these cases until probably the last two years or so but yeah, go check them out. I'd love to to hear more about it. There's so much that I don't know about this case that I think that if you know I get a understanding more of, maybe I can put something together for you guys. Um, I appreciate you. Make sure you go follow him. Uh, I mean, any any last words? Um, no, I just want to say you know thanks to everybody that was on the chat, um, mods, uh, members, subs, um, and Anthony for coming on with us. You know. Um, It'll be great to do another one soon. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome talking to you, my man. Big Blue, send us out. 
So I just want to say smiling. thank you. Uh, no, I want to say thank you to Anthony for coming on today. Thank you for everybody being here. And I want to say, you know, may she rest in peace. Thank you for Grandma Jean, Joan, Grandma Joan, sorry. Um, her daughter did mention in, in the messages she sent to us that she was in and out for the last couple of weeks. And when she would come up and conscious that she would like to hear updates on her show <laughs> and see how the cases were going. So may she rest in peace. You know, I hope she didn't suffer a lot. It was kind of about seven weeks since the last message we got from her. So it was about seven weeks since she passed, man. So, you know, may she rest in peace. And uh, my condolences go out to her family. Yeah, 100%. You know, we uh, you'll be missed. You know, we we're sorry for everything and what your family are, are going through. We actually are in contact with the daughter. We're going to be sending her out some flowers and things like that for for a few for the funeral services. Thank you, Saluthi, for joining us. We appreciate you. Um, you know, our, our our thoughts and prayers go out to to her and her family. I also want I want to say one other thing real quick. I want to send out a special happy birthday to one of our viewers, members, subscribers. Uh, she knows who she is. She's a good part of the uh, the team and gets us some good information and helps us out quite a bit. We appreciate you as well. Y'all have a good night. We'll see you guys in a couple of days. Peace. Sounds good. Peace.